This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Uh, good to see you, Pat. Um, oh. The uh, mm. Tyndall Report, uh, which monitors weekly, nightly newscasts of the three American broadcast television like networks. Like the NBC Nightly Nightly News. I don't think he hosts um, NBC News live from Jalalabad. Live from Jalalabad today. I don't think he's hosting anymore. But He's not? You know, the funny thing is, there's no longer a need to develop a network news anchor impression. Because mm-hmm. it, they're not enough of a factor in society, right? It's really I true. Mean, it's like, Nobody knows who they are anymore. I mean, who is it? Scott Pelley's one, I think, right? Uh, yeah, and Pelley's okay. I mean, Pelley's, he's yeah. kind of no nondescript. Who knows who they are? Is that what you just said? Hold yeah, on, we'll get to does. your guy in a minute. Those David David Muir? Muir? Oh. Muir? Muir? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nobody knows who he is, that's right. for sure. And Young guy, good-looking guy, decent, uh, okay yeah, on the air. Right. None of them I, I find. I mean, Pelly has said a couple of really annoying things about global warming. But generally oh, speaking... Boy. Um, generally speaking, he I, he seems nondescript. Mirror, same thing. Like a young guy, uh, generally speaking, nondescript. And then the third guy is, of course, Jeffy's uh, uh, champion, Mister yes. Lester Holt. Let me. Why are you saying Mister? Mister Lester Holt. Uh, right, and you like? I know Jeffy likes Lester Holt. I, do but like I would Lester. say, generally speaking, Mister Holt. People we, look at. We like to call him. I would say, generally speaking, people look at all three of them if they know who they are and say. Competent but nondescript. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, I, I don't yeah. have, with the exception of a couple of things with Pelly and global warming that that remind me that stick out to me from the past. There's very little that I could say negatively about any of them. Or and Muir, positive. I, I don't even know where Muir came from. I don't know either. Uh, he just all of a sudden was the guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so. I remember when Anderson Cooper started popping up on on ABC, and I was like, "Wait, right. who is this guy?" Like he just all of a sudden was everywhere. And then, of course, he's obviously built a great career. I mean, he's been around for a long time now. But back then, he kind of just came out of nowhere. It felt the same way with David Muir. Now he probably mm-hmm. was there for a long time, and I, I don't know that I've ever watched him. Uh, a lot actually, times he start out as some correspondent somewhere, yeah, and, and they get promoted. Of, yeah, the up and coming guy. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I, really, I would say not a script, um, but not. Like flagrantly horrible. Like I wouldn't say like you're like oh these guys they can never be trusted. Like I, none of them have any profile to me 
in a real way outside of and Jeffy's giving me the Lester Holt face. No, uh, no, no, no. I was actually just trying to find out about David Muir. <laughs> oh, where did he come from? <laughs> yeah, I. I, I looked okay. at this picture. I don't even know who he is. We'll dig it up. Let me finish the story. Um, uh, <laughs> Mark monitored television um, uh, coverage to give the presidential race this year and differentiated between issues coverage and candidate coverage. Very sensible. Issues coverage is differ, dif, differentiated from candidate coverage like this. Takes a public policy. Well, you know the difference there. I don't need to explain that to you. According to the study, networks have devoted only 32 minutes of total airtime to issues coverage. Um, and that is the least amount of coverage devoted to issues of any election since 1988. Um, the last lowest was in 1996 when it was only nine, when it was 98 minutes, so more than three times as much. Um, candidate coverage is uh, overwhelmingly the favorite there. Um, what's it, what I kind of find interesting here is the reason for that. Number one is Donald Trump is a reality show host and a tabloid guy. I mean, and I'm not even saying that as a knock. That's like how he built his career. Mm -hmm. It's who he's always wanted to be. He's always wanted to be in the tabloids. He's had a life in which, you know, he's been leaking things to the tabloids. He has a scandalous, um, uh, salacious is probably a better word, life, right? Like, I mean, his life is interesting to that world. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that have been brought up have been about that. He's also done things that other candidates haven't. Uh, insulted people, uh, you know, said stuff about, you know, people killing other uh, presidents, Uh, Mm -hmm. things like that, which have obviously stood out and expanded that number. But I give you this. This is from uh, the Rush Limbaugh um, interview the other day with Donald Trump. Now, Rush Limbaugh is a serious guy. He doesn't want to talk about uh, these accusations against Donald Trump. He wants to talk to him about issues, right? So Rush Limbaugh asks the question, when you say you're going to repeal and replace Obamacare, what are you going to do instead? How are you going to get the prices down? That's what matters. How are you going to bring prices down? Great question. The mm-hmm. type of question, if you want an issues-based campaign, that should be discussed, correct? Mm-hmm. Here's Trump's answer. It's such a great question, and there are frankly so many answers. You know, you look at the savings health insurance there's so many great ways you can do that. It's true. If you look at the savings health insurance, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. If you look at it, you can look at it a lot of different ways. You can look at it from the side. You can look at it from the top. You could go around and look at it from underneath. Mm-hmm. You could look at it from the other side. You could, I mean, we live in a multidimensional world. It's not just 2D. You know what I mean? Right. So there are, when you look at it, this savings health plan. No, there you mean the savings health insurance? The, the savings health insurance. There are a lot of different ways to look at it. Can I ask you a, a separate question? Sure. What is a savings health insurance? It's health insurance that involves savings. savings. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I. It's not really anything that exists except in the mind of. Of Donald Trump, but right. that's the beauty of Trump. <laughs> that's the, that he knows that's the beauty of Trump. In fact, he goes like, on to tell you, tell us about that. It's as it's it's a lot like the nuclear and or the cyber. The cyber. Mm-hmm. Actually, Trump takes your position here. Okay, Good. okay. Uh, you know, you look at the savings health insurance. You there's so many great ways you could do that. So many great ways. You'll to do get that. great plans great at much plans. less money. Mm-hmm. At much less money. And that was <laughs> wait. He you, repeated it. Yeah, at he much did. less money. At much less money. Yes. He went on, though, the concept mm-hmm. rush of health care savings accounts and, you know, other concepts off of that. And but, other concepts off of that. Right. He's too deep for no, me I here. Know, but let me, he's, he's getting into the weeds back. where I know. I, with this policy and the details that I can't, I 
think. So depressing. He's so smart that you can't follow right. him. Okay, so let you me, know what I mean. Let me again because he's going like to explain to, it to Stephen Hawking. Yeah, no, I know he's going to explain it here though. All right. <laughs> the concept rush of healthcare savings accounts, and you know, you know. other concepts off of that. Off of that. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm totally serious. That's a sentence about what? About the concept, the concept rush of healthcare savings accounts, mm-hmm. and you know, you know other, the, concepts other concepts off of, that, off of that. But you know, but you know, I'm totally serious. This is the part I was telling you. He He's actually, totally serious about him knowing. I don't know. I, <laughs> here is, and you said like he—he's getting too deep. He can't even explain That's it. He's too, too d- smart. Too he understands things that no one else right. can understand. Right. He actually says that here. He says you will have plans that nobody's even talking about now. See. Now you're the candidate. You will have plans that why, nobody's even talking. Why about. wouldn't you be talking about them? Because they're why? too deep. People, he knows. Mm. People can't comprehend okay. his deep, deep thinking. <laughs> you will have plans that nobody's even talking about now yeah. because it'll get more and more competitive. More and more ideas will come out. Right. So uh, the right. plan is That's that under brilliant. Trump, yeah. people will have new ideas that they're not talking about yet. Yeah. And those new ideas will solve this issue. If you, if um, anybody were to dissect this. Right. As we're doing, this I, is incomprehensible you know, blather. Okay. He knows nothing about this topic at all. Nothing. Nothing about it. He doesn't even, he barely knows the name healthcare savings account. Now, healthcare savings accounts, to me, are a positive change. We, first of all, we already have them. Second of all, you could expand the program. You could change it around mm-hmm. a little bit to, to make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But even if you do that, it's a small slice of what could possibly solve a healthcare but what increase of 25%. But what about all the plans off of that? And he didn't say all the plans off of that. He said, uh, he said, and you look uh, at the plans off of that. Is that what it is? It was, uh, (laughs) hold on, let me give you the exact quote. Uh, you look at health savings insurance or Uh, savings health insurance. Yes. Which again, savings health insurance. He doesn't even know that he's so uncomfortable with the topic. He doesn't even really know the name of it. And that's every topic. Yep. There are so many great ways you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look at some of the plans off answers, of that. And you do that, you create plans with lots of money. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the one where it says off of that. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't okay, very long ago. Yeah, healthcare savings accounts, and you know other concepts off of that. Other concepts off of that. And that's that's where it really... Yeah, I guess so. My point here, though, is, where it you. is two things. Okay. Number one, Donald Trump is incapable of talking about policy because he doesn't mm-hmm. know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the idea that you know the typical thing—it's what Gingrich tried to do in the uh, interview with Megyn Kelly. Oh, you guys don't want to talk about issues. Try talking about issues with Donald Trump. The man is a buffoon when he talks about it. He doesn't know anything about these topics mm-hmm. at all. Now, look, I, you could say to him, uh, you know, look—he's not going to know every detail of every policy. Ronald Reagan was a big picture guy, but he got the general concepts of it. He knew enough about it to be able to speak about the issues. Donald mm-hmm. Trump isn't even familiar with the basics of his own plan. That's number one. But worse than number one, because you'd expect, honestly, Donald Trump to not understand the basics of his own plan. He did this with immigration. He came out the day after he introduced his immigration plan that obviously Jeff Sessions wrote and disagreed with it the next day. His plan that came out in writing, he, I, not only did he not write it, I don't think he'd ever even read it. But beyond that, the health care argument is the big argument, right? The 25% increase in the premiums comes out. It's a gift to this guy two weeks before the election. Right. 
He mm. knows it's the main topic. He's going right. on an incredibly friendly show, Rush Limbaugh, who wants Donald Trump to win. He gets a question that is the easiest question in the universe to answer. And he didn't even take the time to prep a coherent couple of sentences. Didn't even take the time to say, you know what, here are the three things I would do. Didn't even, he's on the phone! He's not even on television, he's on the phone! Write it down and read it! Mm. He didn't even take the time to write down three bullet points that would answer the most basic question of the biggest policy issue of the day. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I mean, you read articles. There's an article today in Bloomberg that pretty much outlines the fact that while they're kind of trying to win the election, that's not really their goal. They're trying to build together a nice big mailing list and uh, to exploit his hardcore followers for money after the election. And by the way, this is a, this is an interview they did with the Trump campaign. They went in there. Steve Bannon is quoted in the in the article. Uh, head uh, advisors are quoting talking about their voter suppression efforts. Why you'd ever use that term uh, as, a, as a person running a campaign, I can't even imagine. The bottom line here, though, is they're not even doing the very basics to help you if you're a Trump supporter. To help you get your guy in, this guy won't take the half-assed time to write on a freaking post-it note before a Rush Limbaugh interview to come up with three points, two points, one point. To figure out what he's going to do about Obamacare. What and about you're telling me this is our fault? What about this? It's insanity. Uh, you're, you're pissing me off because he just said the concepts off of that. That's a point. What are the concepts off the of it? The concepts off of that. Off of the health savings care plan thing that he's talking about. And the concepts off of that. And here you are on this long rant about how he hasn't prepared one thing. There's your thing. <laughs> the thing is the concepts <laughs> off, off of that. that. <laughs> yes. To him, that's a thing. That's, uh, that's I mean, how, you, that's so how he bad. talks about things he doesn't know about. He Isn't says, there more here, too? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, mean we haven't, you're about to get to some of the bullet points, I'm sure. He's coming up on bullet points. You will have plans that nobody's even talking about. Nobody's even talking now, about. Now, how... Un- Nobody's even talking about it. Just think of what that phrase is. Yeah. How ridiculous it is. Nobody's even talking about it. Because there'll be more and more competitive, more and more ideas will come out, and the costs will drop so incredibly. So incredibly that it's incredible how incredibly they'll drop. Are you joking? Are you quoting? It will be dropped so incredibly, it will be an incredible thing to watch. (laughs) That's the quote. Fantastic. That's actually the quote. That's, so he really didn't say it. Yeah. So <laughs> incredibly that it's incredible. Right. That's so essentially so what he said. It will be an incredible thing to watch. I mean, I... And this is the guy. He is the worst candidate run by a major party in time. American Seriously. history. And we've said that over and over again. And then people still can't get it. Why can't you just... He's better than Hillary! And take a chance and, and vote for him for Hillary! And then we get these people yelling at us that they're going to hold us accountable for not voting for this guy. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's, it's insane. He's the biggest buffoon to ever run for office. Ever. I, I, I don't know that there were minor candidates that have been bigger buffoons than this guy. But there's certainly never been a major political candidate... Uh, the nominee of a major party before, Republican or Democrat or Whig, who's been a bigger buffoon wow. than he is. Now you're pissing me off. 
Really? Now you're pissing me off. Oh, no. Okay? No, no. you went way too far. You called him a buffoon. Yes. Could a buffoon speak fluent Hindi? No, you're right. No, probably no, not. No, not. Do you want to do, are you saying that and he... And is he, is he fluent in Hindi? Yeah. Is he really? Oh, you, you want me to prove it to you now? Yes. I have to prove it to you? You have to prove it Fine. to Fine. Roll the commercial. Okay. Okay, he wrote. The Indian and Hindu community will have a true friend in the White House. <laughs> we will defeat radical Islamic terrorism. I look forward to working with Prime Minister Modi, Abhi Kibar, Trump, Sarkar. <laughs> we love the Hindus. We love India. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. That's not real. That cannot, that cannot be, real. be real. That's not real. Now, it, it does seem like he said it, though. Yeah, it does. It does seem like he, he said, said it. We love the Hindus or Hindus no, but this, or whatever. You don't think he said the, the Hindi part? Where he could say yeah, Sarkar? I, I think or he whatever? did. I think he did, yeah. I mean, one of the yeah. words is Trump, right? And one of them is Sarkar. It could, it could be another. Could someone ed, edit together? Because, I mean, I will say that that ad to me looks fake because of the production quality. Yeah, it is Solely. Fake. I mean, you've got... You would never edit it that tightly if you're trying to do a political... I will say there's an article on BuzzFeed saying this is a real ad. Now, BuzzFeed, again, like you're saying, well, the BuzzFeed, aren't they the people that make the, you know, the, the 25 ways you can don't you don't mm-hmm. talk about the plumber's crack or whatever? So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are those guys. but they have a real legitimate. That's one of the and things done... you don't say to your plumber. There's oh, yeah. 47 <laughs> things, and that's one of them. You don't I'm talk sorry. about his butt crack. I'm sorry. My, po- <laughs> My point is BuzzFeed, and we made this. We said this many times. Has done an incredible <laughs> job uh, this through this election. They, they have. have really they good have. reporters there. Uh, they've done a very in. They've done some of the best coverage. They've I mean, done look, a better job than Fox News, I'll look, tell you that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look, look, tell go back that. and look, read their interview and their profile of Juanita Broderick. I mean, I, you yeah. know, it's the it's by far the best piece on Juanita Broderick that's been done in this entire campaign. Cycle. And that's against the Clinton people. Against the Clinton people. So, and they, they found they're the guys that found a lot of the old Trump it. stuff to the point that the people who were finding all the old Trump audio got picked up as a unit and just moved over and hired for, and dropped into CNN. That's that's how that's, that's how know, good their coverage. That's how good their coverage has been. been. Um, they and God only knows how much they paid for that. I mean, to pick up an entire unit out of BuzzFeed and just drop it into CNN it had to be impressive. But they have an article in here that says that's legitimate from a legitimate source. Uh, uh, and I mean, because of the fact, like you hear cheering and then it just stops. That's not how you edit something. Right. Um, you know, they go back and back and forth. Uh, you know, too quickly. If you see the part. Where Trump speaks uh, Hindi, uh, in the middle of that, there's not only is there is it obviously tightly edited, but it's edited in between his words. Like they had him say, "Say Sarkar, Sarkar," and like they, that's the only thing you could see the edits mm-hmm. in it. It doesn't feel real to me at all. Uh, it can't be. And and like the music's really loud and sort of yeah. uh, uh, invasive. Like it's like it's almost over the voices. Mm-hmm. And then they they're pulling the weird. Moments of him going, ah, how about those Hindus? Like, it's like not, it's not a good moment. I, why would they post it? To no, me, it they, feels they faked. Yeah. Um, however, it would be interesting. Maybe we'll find out uh, if it's real or not. It feels fake to me, but we'll see if we find out any updates on that. But again, a guy who could speak fluent Hindi like that is not an is Not a buffoon. buffoon. Not you're right. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, you know, your current phone carrier, I hate to break this news to you, but uh, they're undermining your beliefs. They're spending tens of millions of dollars to remove conservatives from office and to support progressive causes. Mm-hmm. 
Is uh, there nothing you can do? No. Nah, well, I mean, I mean, you can go to Patriot Mobile. I mean, that's oh. an op- that's an option. Uh, you could do something like that. And like you know, hmm. maybe a company that offers all the things that you want from your phone company, a nationwide talk and text. Yeah, but then uh, I got to be like on a walkie-talkie or something. So no, you get all the big, you get all the great phones. Uh, you oh. get the high-speed 4G LTE data. You get the massive coverage that you'd expect from any major provider. And you pay uh, a ton more. No, no, you, you pay know. actually less. Oh. Uh, but I will say 5% of your money uh, will not go to liberal causes. And I know if that's, part, like. if that's what you want, then you're not going to get that from Patriot Mobile. They're going to give it to a conservative organization. And guess who's going to choose it? You. So if I, I could choose, like, the NRA. I could choose Freedom Works. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and if there isn't one on their list, you can talk to them about it, and they, they will, uh, yeah. a lot of times, get them on the list. Yeah. And it's the same quality service, and as Stu said, you get all the greatest phones. Plus, if you're locked into a service contract and, you know, you got some high fee to switch, they'll pay up to 350 bucks to switch you over. So it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg to switch. Right. I mean, look, they want you uh, to be a subscriber. And a big part of the reason for that is because they want to support the conservative values you believe in. That's yeah. what these guys do. That's what they believe in. And if you're going to pay for phone anyway, why not have some money go to a, a cause that you actually care about? PatriotMobile.com slash blaze is the website. PatriotMobile.com slash blaze or call them at 877-367-7524. 877-367-7524 for Patriot Mobile. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. I mentioned that uh, Bloomberg story today where they're inside of the, uh, the campaign. They talk about running some ads targeted at African Americans, which they... The Trump campaign themselves call voter suppression efforts, mm-hmm. in which they're trying to depress the vote uh, for, for categories of people who are f- friendly to Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I mean, look, I, you know, part of the game is obviously you want to win, so you're trying to find. Uh, but it, it's a really bad idea to call to the press a voter suppression effort. Beyond that, though, uh, one interesting thing in there, and they they, have, they outlined a pretty extensive data operation that no one really knew Trump had, which is why it's kind of a big story today. Um, but they mentioned in there that their results look a lot like Nate Silver's at 538, which has them with a 14 percent chance to win the election. The Trump campaign is saying that their results look like Nate Silver's. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, all the, again, like they have you have uh, all these media sources like Breitbart telling you how this guy's going to win mm. and how online polls prove it. The campaign itself, they are seeing results, like the ones I keep describing to you on radio every day, that I keep saying here on Pat and Stew every day. 
that these, this is a terrible uphill battle for him. And again, Nate Silvers is the most optimistic of the models for Trump. So, I mean, I, and yet this is going to be our fault. Right? It's going to be our fault if he loses the election. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I, I'll say this. Uh, if uh, if Trump loses, I'm grabbing my musket. Are you uh, Joe? No, it's not Joe Walsh. Yeah, Joe Walsh. It is Joe Walsh. <laughs> yeah. What a nutshell. Joe Walsh. I was thinking it can't be Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh is the guitarist. Yeah. But Joe Walsh is also the congressman. He was a congressman. He was. Um, look at this. Yeah. I mean, this is an amazing thing Stupid. to say. So he lost or did he did he quit? I don't know, Jeffrey. Do you know? Oh, I do not know. He's, I, he's turned into to quite a... On November 8th, I'm voting for Trump. On November 9th, if Trump down. loses, I'm grabbing my musket. You in? No, Joe. I'm no, not. No, I'm not. I'm not Dumbass. Yeah. That is just stupidity. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty bad. I, uh, that's bad. There, there's no way to defend that. Yeah, the, there's no way to defend that. The Here's his defense. Him is ex-rep. So, so. Right. And he, uh, I just don't know if he quit or if he was defeated. Um, but uh, he's turned into just a big kind of conspiracy theorist and kind of a weird, uh, weird, he really? weird character. Yeah. Um, so Jake mm. Tapper says, uh, what exactly does that mean? And Joe Walsh responds, it means protesting, participating in acts of civil disobedience, oh, right. doing what it takes to get our country no, back. You don't need a musket, musket for that, for that. Joe. Yeah, that's not what it means. That is not what it means. Right. And look, there are the media will try to take words you that know, actually stick don't... to performing Rocky Mountain Way. No, that's not that's okay. not the same person. Uh, stick uh, to life's been good. Yeah, no, that's not the stick same. Stick to that great guitar solo that you and Don Felder did in Hotel California. Don't do this kind of no, stuff, it's, Joe. It's a different. Path. <laughs> uh, but but <laughs> you know, the media will look at things that don't oh, say, "Man, I'm going to take my gun and shoot people," uh, or "Take my gun to to take over the government," or whatever. If you don't mention guns, they will insert guns into your statements, right? Like, oh, I'm going to target this district. That means yeah. she wants guns, right? Yep. Here, he's actually saying he's going to pick up his gun. Dumb. Uh, I mean, I, I, irresponsible. You're just making it too easy for them. Reckless. Right? And, it's there's no defending that. My uh, my program director in Houston used to always tell me, "Dude, just just let me be able to defend you. Don't say anything I can't defend." That's indefensible. It's indefensible. You can't defend that. You know, if if you say something that's incendiary, uh, but true, or something that is not inciting violence, something that doesn't lead to uh, bloodshed, then you can be defended. Uh, this can't be defended. You can't say, well, Laura, he's just talking about civil disobedience. No, why would oh, he's not. He brought up that. a musket. Right. He's right. going to grab his musket. What does that mean? It's a gun. It's stupid, stupid, and and uncalled for, completely unnecessary. I mean, the people again. And we said this earlier on the radio show. As much as I'm, you know, the, the this election beats me down because I'm sad. We don't have any good options, and the future of our country is on the darker side uh, as far as at least politics go. I mean, I, generally speaking, with things like capitalism and stuff, I'm a huge optimist. But with politics right now, I'm, I'm not. Um, but. I don't have that huge live-or-die passion about this election. I have a die-or-die mm-hmm. passion about this election. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, So I don't have the feeling that other hosts do, a lot of these conspiracy guys do, the Breitbarts of the world. They're so obsessed and invested in the, in the comings and goings of this election. Which I can't comprehend. I yeah, I just don't Why? care. I, I, I mean, Why? I care as part of, like, it's interesting, it's news, it's history, it's part of my job. It's my country. I want to know what these guys are proposing. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
guy, you had a Republican proposing a trillion dollar stimulus program and no one's even reacting to it. Now, even if you like Trump, you should be holding him accountable for a trillion dollar stimulus proposal. No one's even mentioning it. I mean, like, I mean, because we had that argument. Well, look, we'll get him in office and we'll hold him accountable. He's the nominee. We'll we'll hold him. We got to just fight hard. That just shows how hard we got to fight. But he can't do anything if he's not in office. A trillion dollar stimulus. Where's the accountability from people who said that? Where are they? Uh, You know, so I I think it's interesting from that point. The principles interest me. But like this idea that you're going to go crazy and take a musket out if Hillary Clinton wins the election. Look, she's probably going to win the election. It's almost it's almost decided. I think it's easier to to defend a 99 percent certainty that Princeton, the Princeton model currently uh, says is accurate than it is to say it's a close election. It's closer to way closer to 99 percent. And I think it's easier to defend a 99% thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, saying it's 50-50 right now, it's just not even close to true. He might be able to change us. I just don't know how. Without a massive external event, which could happen, and we still have 13 days left. But without that, he's, I mean, he's, he's dead in the water. I, yes. I mean, hmm. uh, I don't know. I, you know, you, you touched on something that does fascinate me, and that's, that's the passion that, that Rush has, that Hannity has, that some of these guys have for him when he is so close to her in policy and in some cases exceeds her to the left on policy matters. I mean, we're talking almost four times on stimulus. I I don't even understand how you get excited about him. How do you have that kind of passion to where you're threatening others who don't have that passion with a guy like this, who is essentially, well, he is a Democrat. He's been one his whole life. He's a Republican in name only. I mean, you talk about rhino. This is the example. This yeah. is the very definition of a rhino. A guy who has had Democrat policies his whole life. Then he switches to Republican for whatever reason, for whatever self-serving reason. And he, most of his policies are still Democratic. Mm-hmm. He... This is the quintessential example of that. And yet, they act like he's the second coming of Reagan. I, I, I Wow. I, I mean, I don't understand. I keep using this example uh, off the air. I don't think I have on the air. But it's just people are drunk on the election. It's just we're too... People, you could make these arguments, and they might have meant something during the primary. And, you know, look, we had a candidate come really close that I think was great. We had other candidates that were good options. Didn't quite make it there. A lot of reasons for that that we've covered. Um, but, you know, Donald Trump, now that he's the nominee, he gets a hosts, websites, everybody gets a hall pass for supporting him. And so they are taking it to the, taking it to the, all the way to the, the goal. They're just going for it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you just keep riding it and riding it and riding it. And afterwards, you figure out how to back yourself out of it when he loses by 10. And I think that's honestly the strategy here. Oh, they'll, they'll do what, what Democrats did to Bush. They'll, they'll blame everybody else for it mm-hmm. and not themselves. The ones who pushed him all during the primary season, all during the primary season that made excuse after excuse for him. Oh, no, he's he's fine. He's he's great. And he's a businessman. And. He knows the economy, and he's he's the one who can fix it, and and never defended Ted Cruz on being a liar or any of those things they knew he was not. And then they'll claim that, well, I was neutral then, and but now everybody should get on board because we're all Republicans. Well, I'm not a Republican. I've said that all along. All these other guys say they're not Republicans. They've shown you now that's all they are. 
They don't care about the country. They care about the party. And that's exactly what Washington warned about. And here we are. And here we are. We've made this bed. Now we have to lie in it. And it it really sucks because it's got bed bugs and snakes and scorpions. Snakes and scorpions and and bed bugs? And syphilis. Oh, why? Yeah, all over it. And I showed Jeffy there. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you're basically sleeping on Jeffy. (laughs) Think of that. Think of that for a minute. Let that soak in. Okay? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Own that. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents too. Coming up. That creeped us out. That cr- uh, creeped me out. Say saying that? it. It was <laughs> Amber didn't even want to think about it. No God. Triple H seven two seven back patents do. As entertainment firms uh, fight to stay ahead of virtual and augmented reality systems, Netflix CEO Reed Hastings is uh, keeping tabs on something a little bit different: hallucinogenic drugs. Jeffy. <laughs> yes. I mean, we have an expert on the topic. I just thought you might want to chime go in. to you on that. I'm not, you know, I never was You're a not- fan of the hallucinogenics. I sell them to you if you want some. I mean, I can have no people who have sold them okay. before in the past. All right. But, uh, I, you know. Not, that's not your particular thing. You know. Well, Hastings uh, discussed potential challenges streaming service may face, face in the future, including pharma, pharma, pharmacological competition. The chief executive went on to describe a matrix-like scenario in which users could take a blue pill to experience hallucinatory entertainment and a white pill to come back to reality says it could happen in the next 20 years. That seems unlikely to me. A lot of people who won't do that, frankly. I mean, there'd be a lot of people who would, but a lot of people aren't going to do that, right? I mean, it's like an acid trip. You're going to take an acid trip for your entertainment? That is uh, No, thank you. Yeah, right. Like, I... Uh Jeffy, did you want to? You look. You're looking like you want to. No, go ahead, Stu. Okay. I'm letting, I, letting you finish because yeah. I, I, I want to hear what you have to say. Well, because I mean, like people do take mind-altering drugs for entertainment, right? I mean, sure. that is something that happens today. Um, all the time, and, and all the way to not alcohol. for like a TV experience. No, it's usually like a life experience mm-hmm. where, like, but you go you go and drink at a bar, right, to alter your reality yeah. a little bit. Yeah, uh, you you take yeah. you smoke yeah, you, pot, whatever yeah. you do, you're doing that. For that end, in some weird way, what he seems to be describing, though, is you're right. Like you take a pill, and I don't know, like your whole, like you feel like you're in a horror movie or something, and then you could take another mm-hmm. pill to get out of it. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, I've weird. never heard that. Yeah, I that's, mean, usually that's what people want to avoid. That is the first I've ever heard of this uh, right. kind of theory. Uh, service some citrus in you. Of course, uh, Netflix is now available in 130 countries on more than 600 IPSs. But it still remains unclear uh, what will emerge as its biggest rival in the years to come. I, I mean, hasn't Amazon already emerged? Isn't that its biggest rival? I would think Amazon is its biggest and competition. Hulu too, too, right? And Hulu. Too, yeah. um, I, I like Amazon better because with Hulu, you still have to deal with commercials and stuff. Well, well not if you get Hulu Plus, Plus or whatever. I have Hulu Plus and I still get commercials. Really? Why is that? Then you must not have Hulu Maybe you're not locked Plus. in. No, I do. I do. It said Hulu Plus right on it. And I'm watching the show, and it went to commercials. 
over and over and over again. It's really irritating. You're getting now that, really? bro. Yeah. I don't think that. I mean, I, I no, don't. I, I do not. I'm not a subscriber, so I don't know for I sure. Am. If you know, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. I am a subscriber to Hulu uh, Plus, and I do not have commercials. I know. I was thinking of you last night because you told me that before, and I thought, okay, I'm looking right at it. It says Hulu Plus in the bottom. Is it and possi- I'm getting commercials. Is it possible like that's just a, a, a log in here and you haven't I logged know. in? I, I, I don't know. No, because I'm the watching shows, the show. All the shows, shows you know, fade with, during the, where the commercials would be. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a commercial yeah. made element, it right. just right. go and, right. come and then back, they come, come back. back to the show. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the only thing that ticks me off about Hulu is that you're only allowed one uh, device at a time. That's all, I, really they don't allow you to have like Netflix. You can pay to have. Up, I think we're paid to have as many as we can from Netflix, which is four or five devices at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hulu, so Hulu only allows you one device at a time. And their disclaimer is, for a while, I was doing two devices, mm-hmm. and I thought that's what we paid for. And their disclaimer is, no, sometimes we just miss it. Hmm. Oh. So wait, you can only play a video on one screen? Yeah, if I'm or? watching Hulu in the living room, right. uh, somebody else can't be watching Hulu upstairs or in got the it, Got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't have because Hulu is a is a like an NBC like it's like a network product, right? Like it's like a they, it's like NBC. And, yeah, they have a you know, they have yeah, Disney. like they, they all work together yes. kind of like to have a yeah. a competitor. I mean, Netflix is just its thing on its own. I mean, you know, they just yeah. They, they, and Amazon yeah. obviously has money from so many sources that yeah, they can no compete kidding. on a programming level. Um, and you know they're they, starting to do that. They're pretty, pretty well. good too. The thing I like about Amazon, uh, if I if I may, uh, you may. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, Amazon Prime. Um, if you sign up for Amazon Prime, which is a good service, and you should have it yes. anyway, mm-hmm. having nothing to do with audio or video, um, uh, because of the f- the free shipping. I just order so much stuff from Amazon that you know I have to have that anyway. But you get that. <laughs> the other thing too is though is it acts as its own library, kind of like uh, iTunes in that way, where like. You like if you, you there's tons of stuff to stream for free with Amazon Prime. But if you buy a movie, you could just like I bought probably you know ten or fifteen movies over the years, and you know I bought well, you know if I bought it eight years ago on Amazon, it just still sits in your library, mm-hmm. so you never really lose it. Where like Netflix, like they'll take things off of Netflix. You can't download from Netflix either, which is a problem um, in comparison to Amazon. Like you can download a movie or a show that you're watching to your phone or your yeah. tablet for a, a, a flight and watch it. On on there on there, which yeah, is but great. because you just pay that monthly fee and then everything's free with Netflix. So they don't allow you to own anything, whereas Amazon does. Right, but Amazon, but Netflix also takes things off of it. Yeah. So if there's a movie yeah, you do. like, then all of a sudden it might be gone. Right. Um, which is annoying. Yes, uh, it you is. Know, at least with Amazon, you get to have it the whole time. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done the download thing yet, though. I mean, Amazon, you can go on any of the free streaming stuff. You go in there mm-hmm. and you click download. You get them all on your phone or whatever. You're going on a flight. I've done that many times. Like when we go with the kids, mm-hmm. um, we go on Amazon uh, and then we download you know, a whole season of some show that they want. So when they're on the plane, they can just watch it. We don't have to stream it through the crappy you know, air, uh, flight internet that will never work for, right. for video. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, you know, that's, a, it's an, that's an advantage that Amazon has. Not to mention it's tied into some other product that's already valuable. So you're getting a lot there. People don't even realize it because they have the Amazon Audio, too, the Amazon Music, which is, you know, lots of free music and stuff that you can you can stream as well. Yeah, it's a good service. And, yes. and there's several of them. Um, so 
they're trying to figure out now what the next thing is. What what pills. is what is the future hold? Yeah, and that pills. could be pills. Is it VR? Is you know virtual reality? Is it gaming? Is it could pharmacological? Could be a mixture of both, actually. Uh, you know, Maybe that's what, you know a mixture of both with the virtual reality and uh, some uh, medication to augment your virtual reality experience. I mean, it's just so weird how much time we spend trying to get out of the real world. Like, I mean, it's whether it's entertainment, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs. I mean, like, I get it with us. we got to work with Jeffy every day. We're going to want to escape. But, like, for the average person, why mm-hmm. would you? It's, it's, it's incredible. I know. Video games. I mean, video games is a good example. Like, I love video games. Me too. And, like, if I could sit around every day and play video games for three hours, I would totally do it. And I'd be completely happy with it. Um, but like, if it, I didn't have a family, right? Exactly. I could play now, it all day long. I prioritize other all things day long. over that. Obviously, at this point, work and family, and, mm-hmm. and obviously hardcore gym work is a big, you know, big part of that. You know, oh, it's, it's all about, it's all about oh priorities. Oh, we're we're mean, at the gym yeah, so much. Heavy lifting that, that, uh, is a big all thing. about priorities. Uh, you know, running decathlons, whatever. But it's just one of those right. things where uh, I, I just feel like. When you get to a point where you have other priorities, which you don't. I, when I was, you know, 17, 18 years old, I didn't care, I didn't care about schoolwork. I, the only thing I, I care about were having fun, you know, playing sports and, and playing video games. Mm-hmm. So you sp- I spent tons of time doing those sorts of thing, things. As you get older, you realize, like, even though I still enjoy it and would like to go do it, I'd like to watch more television. I'd like to play more video games. I'd like to uh, watch more sports on TV. But bottom line, like, it just becomes that backgroundy thing. Like, it's just like there, you know, occasionally when you have some open time, you do some of it. Unless you're Jeffy, who watches every show that's ever aired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's all about priorities. Also, uh, this is kind of interesting, too, because lonely men are now increasingly turning to Siri for love and sexually explicit chat. Jeffy? Well, there is also uh, some uh, This, is, is it, some this isn't even a Jeffy that provide that provide uh uh-huh. Provide uh, help right. in that way when you feel lonely. They Automated, can, they can... though? Oh, yes. Uh, actually, and yeah, and some of the stars now are starting mm-hmm. to charge. Like, you can have their app, and they'll call you and say good morning, and they'll go, hey, go to, go, going out for groceries. <laughs> you are so deep and, in this world, it's unbelievable. What? I mean, we joke about it, but he is deep in this He's world. He's deep in it. He knows every nuance. I'm just saying that it's but available. If, if Donald Trump could talk with the speci- specificity of, what, of the way you talk about porn, if he could do it on policy... I'm not talking about porn. Oh, be, uh, he'd not only I'm be president, about... he'd be ruler of the country <laughs> I, forever. I did not mention King. pornography once. Did, well, first of all, you just did. Mm-hmm. Second of Prior all, Prior to your mention. The stars? What stars? There are stars around the world that are providing services. Stars where of they what? Call Why are they famous? For their acting abilities, for their... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think I've proved my point. Uh, by the way, we're getting this in, Pat. Uh, Hulu has two tiers, $7.99 and $11.99 with commercials. Uh, it is $7.99. Without yeah. commercials, it's $11.99. So you may be signed up to the $7.99. Uh, service, but wait! I thought it was free. I told you that, yeah. I thought it. We just had a freaking conversation about this specific thing, and you didn't for one me. second mention that you knew about two tiers of programs. What are you talking about? You didn't mention. I mean, he did not mention no. it once. He had no idea. I did not call it a tier. I did not call it a tier. You're correct. I gotta calm down. I gotta calm down. Mm-hmm. I, what I what freaking, do I expect? Do I expect something I freaking, different? 
No, I don't expect something different. I expect him to act like he thinks he's an expert on things that he didn't know anything about 30 seconds before. Why am I surprised by these things? I don't know. What I will say is, I thought, and Jeffy, as the expert, correct me if I'm wrong, which you could have done before I gave you the information, but isn't there a free Hulu? There, Hulu is like you can go and watch it for free, right? Can't you go watch shows for free? They give you access to certain programs for free. Then if you if you subscribe, they give you all the programs, and then there's another with tier with no commercials. With commercials. Correct. But I, I'm not Thank a- you for your expertise on this topic. Thank you. You're welcome. Good day, sir. Take a break. Okay. Back in a second. Mm-hmm. You just pay for the right. I here. got it. All that has to do is just pay for the right here. That's all I'm saying. I'll follow. It. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the uh, phone number. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonathan Gruber. I always think of the, there's a Kelly Gruber. Um, I don't know why I keep thinking of the wrong guy. Jonathan Gruber is the guy from Obamacare, right? Yes. yes. Okay. I believe so. So he uh, is the guy who said basically they were going to intentionally uh, jack up all the prices, and he was going to the, the, the Cadillac tax. He was he he was the guy that said basically mm. uh, they knew about how states uh, were um, going to. Th- this is the King versus Burwell case, the one that went to the Supreme Court, it was the second major challenge to Obamacare, not the first mm-hmm. one. The second one was basically saying, like, they knew that you couldn't use these subsidies for people who didn't, uh, who were on the national exchange. They knew it. He said it in the tape. One of the architects. Anyway, uh, they're talking about uh, how is Obamacare doing, and here's Gruber. Is Obamacare imploding? No, Obamacare is not imploding. The main goal of Obamacare was twofold. One was to cover the uninsured, of which we've covered 20 million, uh, the largest expansion Mm -hmm. in American history. The other was to fix broken insurance markets where insurers could deny people insurance just because they were sick or they had been sick. Those have been fixed, and for the vast majority of Americans, costs in those markets have come down thanks to the subsidies made available under Obamacare. But look at what's happening now. <laughs> on the back um, of tax premiums are going to raise 22% for some people on the, in, in, who are enrolled in Obamacare. Not only that, but some people's deductibles are so extraordinarily high. Thank you. It, it would be silly for them to go to the doctor because it, it, mm-hmm. they can't afford paying their deductible. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, the 22% increase, let's remember who that applies to. That applies to a very small fraction of people who have to buy insurance without the subsidies that are available. 85% of people buying insurance on these exchanges get subsidies. And for those people, this premium increase doesn't affect them. Now, for those remaining people, that is a problem. And that's something we need to address. But it's not a crisis. It doesn't mean the system's collapsing. And most importantly, it doesn't affect the 150 million Americans who get employer insurance who have actually seen the premiums fall dramatically relative to what was expected what before. What the hell? We, it's it's seen impl- Nobody has seen their premiums fall. Indescribable. <laughs> what the hell? Ours have gone up. They've skyrocketed. Yeah. And we're not, we're not on Obamacare, but because of Obamacare, it has skyrocketed the other policies. I, this is madness. Yeah, but you say that, but you are covered in case you give birth. 
Uh, yes, yes, I am. Jeffy, yes, I am. If you, I don't, Jeffy looks Thank potentially like he could like give he birth could at give, any second. Might be pregnant. So just uh, know, Jeffy, you're all set as far as uh, giving birth. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Appreciate it. And it's thanks to the subsidy, the subsidies from Obamacare. It's because of the subsidies. <laughs> away from halloween can you believe it's almost halloween already i mean that's uh, incredible i can't because we have uh in, you know in the little uh preparation makeup room mm-hmm. there is a, a jack-o'-lantern uh, that has been filled with candy for, for about a month <laughs> yeah and uh yeah, it's yeah. approximately uh, half of our body weights uh, are responsible for probably uh growing mm-hmm. uh increase about 20 percent general body weight mm-hmm. uh, it's a all magic candy. jack-o'-lantern too because what I've done a couple times is emptied it, yeah, so that it's, we're done with it. I'm right. trying to be helpful to everyone. Right, prove a point. I'm trying to be helpful to everyone so that it's just empty and nobody has to eat any more candy. Thank and you then, for helping, Jeffy. Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. And then mm-hmm. more candy appears. The really weird. <laughs> so it now, really weird. weird. So now I've started emptying on purpose, so more candy shows up. Hmm. That's well, a good safety tip. That's really I, good to I do. I don't know that that's exactly how it works. Maybe we could talk about it in the in the break. Yeah. Because it's not exactly how it works. <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to imagine it's October uh, 27th, though, when it's a, 184 degrees in uh, Dallas, Texas. 184 every day, day after day. 184. What about tomorrow? 184. Uh, this weekend, how about the day after? 184. Cold front's pushing through 179. Yeah, 179 on the weekend. Oh, good. Okay, good. So it's uh, it's a little depressing. Uh, our guest today, Travis, um, uh, the hero yes, from ma'am. yeah, uh, was saying that it was snowing. I think in yeah. Maine or something. I that's thought. a big Man. freeze warning. Well, yesterday. I, I would love that. Did you watch any of the uh, uh, World Series yesterday? No, no. Um, uh, you saw like the players. They they're wearing like ski masks. Yeah. Really? I don't know how cold yeah, it was. The front was pushing through there. Yeah. Were yeah. they in Chicago or Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, Chicago won, by the way, uh, evening up the series, one game apiece. Wow, they've already played two World Series games. I didn't even know it started already. How about that? All right, Triple H, 727 Beck. Last night on The Vault, uh, Glenn showed us some uh, cool things about Jesse Owens. Uh, this is fascinating stuff, and here's a look at it. Because of Woodrow Wilson, our, even our military has been resegregated. You have to remember that. The military was not segregated. It was Woodrow Wilson who came in and resegregated it. It was Woodrow Wilson who started um, pitting us against each other again as most um, really nasty uh, progressives do. They pit one class or one people after another. And in those days, the progressives uh, were wildly racist. So it's kind of odd that we're sending over Jesse Owens, the greatest long jumper 
uh, known to man. Um, it's odd that we would send Jesse Owens, a black man, to represent us. And in fact, a lot of people didn't want him to go. They didn't want him to go, but not because of Adolf Hitler. They didn't want him to go because of us. How can you, Jesse, go over and stick your finger in der Fuhrer's eye when we are suffering as the black community here? He struggled mightily with this, and he knew in many ways he was in a no-win situation. His own community would reject him. The powers that be, the NAACP, they fought hard to keep Jesse at home. He knew he would not be popular. But if he didn't go, he also knew he wouldn't be popular because he knew he could win. So he goes over and he doesn't meet the Fuhrer. Um, He just goes and he applies himself. Here he is uh, running. He just spent his time uh, trying to be the best that he could be and be a good sportsman here on this page see I don't read German this is all in German these are this is actually a a cigarette collectible book as you as you bought a pack of cigarettes you'd get another picture that you could paste into this book perfect for the kids to get them smoking but here he is this is the guy who the Germans were counting on um, this guy was uh, uh, Lutz Long. Lutz was the master race. He was the Aryan that was going to put that Negro in his place. That's what everybody thought. That's what Hitler was expecting. But as he watched Jesse Owens practice, he noticed that Jesse was jumping just a bit too soon or Maybe it was a bit too late. And he watched him over and over again. And that's when he took the towel from around his neck. And he went up to Jesse, and he spoke to him, and he said, Jump where I put the towel. Now everybody's watching him. Hitler is watching him. Jesse looks at him. Thanks, Lutz. He jumps where he put the towel. It was 8.3 meters. Lutz was supposed to do better, but he couldn't beat that one. Here it is, um, 7.87. He got the silver. Lutz would pay for the towel later in life. Um, Obviously, Hitler wasn't pleased with him, and he also became friends with Jesse Owens, which also didn't make him real popular. He was a good little German Aryan who believed in fair play. He didn't like the way Hitler was treating people, but he didn't really kind of know better. He didn't believe in God. Um, He was just doing what he felt was right, what was sportsman. He wanted to be a champion. And a champion 
can be just as much as the champion as the, the guy who had the gold, even if you only win silver. He was sent um, to fight in the war. And he had struck up a friendship with Jesse Owens, and he had um, many times told him, please, tell my kids if you ever meet them who their father was. As I was looking through this book, I thought, what was it like in years later to open up your book that you had put together as a kid with all of the Nazi stuff in it, or worse yet, how would you feel if that was you, the moment of your triumph, and you're wearing a German uniform with the swastika on it? How would you feel later in life? He wanted to make sure that Jesse Owens told his kids, your dad wasn't a Nazi. He died in battle, and here's what he wrote. This is his last letter to Jesse Owens. He said, I'm here, Jesse where it seems there's only the dry sand and wet blood. I don't fear so much for myself, my friend Jesse. I fear for my woman who is home and my young son, Carl, who has never really known his father. My heart tells me, if I be honest with you, that this is the last letter I shall ever write. But if it is so, may I ask you something? It's something very important to me. Will you please go to Germany when this war is done someday and find my Carl and tell him about his father? Tell him, Jesse, what times were like when we were not separated by war. I am, I am saying, tell him how things can be between men on this earth. If you do this something for me, this thing that I need most, I, know, I need to know that you will do it. And I do something for you now. I tell you something I know you want to hear, and it is true. That hour in Berlin, when I first spoke to you, when you had your knee upon the ground, I knew you were in prayer. Then I don't know how I knew, but now I do. I know it's never been by chance that we came together. I come to you that hour in 1936 for purpose more than the Der Berliner Olympiad. And you, I believe, will read this letter. While it should not be possible to reach you ever for purpose more than our friendship, I believe this shall come about because I think now God will make it come about. This is what I have to tell you, Jesse. I think, I think I might believe in God. And I pray to him that even while it should not be possible for this to reach you ever, that these words I write will still be read by you. Your brother, Lutz. The thing he wanted most was for his son to know who his father was. And he knew that the thing Jesse Owens wanted wasn't gold. He wanted to know that he had finally found God. What a bargain that was. What makes a champion isn't necessarily the medal. 
It isn't the fame. Even though that is much more precious than anything else, that would have been destroyed by Goebbels or Goering or Hitler. Hitler didn't want to meet Jesse Owens. Goebbels didn't want to meet Jesse Owens. They did not want that American Negro around them. Everyone else was called up to meet Der Fuhrer and Goebbels, except for Jesse Owens. But when the Americans came into Goering's place, Goering was the big fat guy um, that was always by Hitler's side. Um, when they went into Goering's place and took him for his Nuremberg trials, in his library was a book and these. These two letters come from Goering's library, and up at the top it says, We won the gold. And underneath are the signatures of everyone who won gold, including this one at the very top, Jesse Owens. And so while he collected signatures of the champions, Jesse Owens and Lutz collected each other's hearts. One last thing. We look at Jesse Owens now as a hero and a champion. We look at him as a remarkable man. We look at him as somebody who had to have been welcomed back. with parades and ticker tapes and pictures with famous people. He wrote in a letter when he got back, the Fuhrer, the Fuhrer didn't want to meet me. While I was over in Germany and they didn't want to hear or see the Negro or the Jew, when I got back, I had to do something I didn't do in Germany. I had to enter the restaurants in the rear, and I had to ride in the back of the bus. While I didn't expect that Hitler would want to meet me, I never even received so much as a telegram from President Roosevelt. Jesse Owens might have been a champion whose name we all remember, but FDR, that progressive giant, didn't really want to shake his Negro hand either. Wow. Uh, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. It's a sad story. If you've, if you've seen the movie, Jesse, have you seen it? Is it's that, out on, a, it's on, it's on v, v, d, DVD and... And yeah, race. Yeah, that's what it's called. Race, yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah, I did see that. Race. I, I love it that. It's one of my favorite stories. It's just I didn't think it's a that great movie story. Was great. It wasn't tremendously told. I thought no. it was okay. It was okay. It was pretty good. Um, but they did highlight some of the things that that uh, Jesse Owens had to put up with in Germany, and it it did you know it made you think about what was happening back home, which was not good at the time, and and for Roosevelt not to even. Call and congratulate him, as I'm sure he did with other athletes. Uh, really sad. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Well, uh, it's it's back, and this time, it's.
gets pissed off. It's really not that bad. It's no, not, it's, it's, not it's not actually a, a, they're quite I, polite people. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so is the offer. The offer is quite polite. In fact, it goes beyond that. It's uh, it's incredible. Yeah. So a year of food, a year of emergency food. Uh, we we did this offer one time before, um, and it was really successful. They decided to bring it back. It's a year. I mean, why did they of, decide to though? Why? Because you asked for it. You demanded it. Uh, the issue here is, if you're thinking you want to get to a year worth of food storage, and I know a lot of people in our audience are thinking that way, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people will chip away at that problem. They'll take, a, you know, do a couple weeks here, a week here, well, we got a little bit here. What if you get rid of that entire issue <clears throat> all at once and get all the way to a year for less than $1,000? Some of my people, Stu, have been told it's a really good idea to have a year's supply of food for a really long time. Some of your people. My people. Let my people go. <laughs> I know. That is, that is true. And look, a year's worth and of food. This is a way to get that taken care of. If you've been yeah. procrastinating and putting it off for a really long time, you can take care of it in one fell swoop. Plus, $997 for a year's worth of food. Tremendous you deal. take emergency really out of that? Yeah. <laughs> You're, uh, you're doing pretty good. That's, yeah. that's not a bad price for, for a year's worth of food. You think, too, of like a family of, a family mm-hmm. of four. You get three months each. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you're getting, you can get pretty far down this road yep. uh, pretty quickly. For and about four is, grand. Is really I mean, good. Th- is that a major investment? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But you've taken care of yourself and four people for, you know, for a whole year, if anything, catastrophic. I will guarantee that you're going to spend more than $1,000 on food this year. That's uh, going to happen. Oh, uh, no question. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, no I mean, and Jeffy. Can you guarantee that, Stu? Jeffy, I can guarantee it with yes. you. I can guarantee yes. you're going to spend $1,000 in the next hour. And you only make $1,000, and all of it goes to food. Well, a lot so. of it. He steals a lot, though. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. But this food lasts up to 25 years, and it tastes great. It tastes like mom's cooking. It, it really, it's, you know, and you don't have to worry about, well, I'm going to need a grinder to grind the wheat uh, to make flour so that I can cook over an open fire some bread. You know, this, this eliminates all that nonsense. So call 888-411-4782 or go online at preparewiththeblaze.com and do it today, right now, while you're thinking about it. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Great. Yeah, the, I didn't hear you. What was that? The best segment of the huh? day. I, I'm sorry. I, great segment. Uh, no, we're talking about your segment. I thought you were saying it's time for your segment. No, I was just saying it was time for your segment as well. Oh, okay. And here it comes. Uh, here, and here it is. This is what Jeffy picks stories. If you, if you don't know about this segment, Jeffy oh picks stories. And the stories typically, I mean, if we just mm-hmm. outline the basics of it, of right. what happens here, mm-hmm. um, are usually stories that he will just take from other sections of the prep. Um, <laughs> that's one thing. Um, or yeah. the stories that we've given to him. Uh-huh. Uh, or uh, things he finds on the fly. Because we say this, the jingle starts, then he starts searching the Internet. Yes. So whatever page he happens to be on is the one he reads to you. That's about the amount of prep he puts into this. So, Jeffy, go ahead. Today in Venezuela, <laughs> they are really struggling. Uh, big news today, mm. uh, Vine, the app that uh, people use for, for their little loop videos, Six second videos. little videos. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, Twitter, uh, we're pulling the plug on that. Uh, it's going to be gone. Why? They're pulling uh, the plug on Vine? Wow. Yeah, Vine's going to go away. Who, is that owned by Twitter? 
I believe so, yeah. I don't think Biden is owned by Twitter. Is it? Maybe it is. I don't know. I thought you said Twitter's pulling Instagram, the plug on that. Yeah, that's because Instagram is uh, Facebook. Facebook. Right. And between Instagram you, and well, Snapchat. Periscope is Twitter. Oh, uh, okay. Is that what you might be thinking so of? So Vine. I thought Vine was its own thing. I, don't, I will say I don't know the origin of Vine, but I did not know it was Twitter. So you might be. Mm. Mm. I thought it was. You know the social Vine media is, stuff there more than I do. I, I, I do they say why they're wrong. pulling the plug? Uh, no, they're just saying in the coming months uh, they're discontinuing the app. Have a nice day. Well, wow. holy crap! I mean, the, interesting. I, you know, I am not a fan of Vine because uh, six-second videos to me. I, I mean, just it reminds it's me waste. of idiocracy. It's that type of like it's a step yeah. towards idiocracy. You know, it's like, but I mean, people have wasn't it made used businesses. mostly for like you know porn. No, not, it no. is owned by Twitter. I'm hearing um, in my ear, but no, t- t- Vine is not a porn app. No, oh, okay. it's a, it's like a, it's like you falling down a stairs app. What is the one like, that, right? that I mean, disappears so that you can send naked pictures? Snapchat. You're thinking Snapchat? Okay. Snapchat though used to be uh, all about Jeffy style activities. At this point, it's very mainstream. And yes. Really? So, like yeah. every major okay. company so has changed. They've worked now, very yeah. hard to change not, that. Yeah. Yes. It just it was just built on the back of child pornography. It's totally oh, different okay. than uh, sure. I'm sure they love that that review of their product. Uh, but Vine mm-hmm. was a more like you know six second looping videos, uh, mm-hmm. quick things, um, you know weird moments taken out of context, like that type of stuff. And in fact, it was so popular at one point it, it made Instagram launch their own type of feature yeah, that right. was 15 second right. videos. It's really why they did it. Snapchat is very similar in that they have short videos that way. I guess they're just losing to Snapchat and Instagram. They're just like, all right, sure this is going to work. Gonna give up. But I mean, people built hmm. businesses. I mean, the, you know, social media winds up being a business, right? I mean, you, you, you can, uh, you know, people, if you get 100,000, 300,000, 500,000 followers, you do things, you sell products, you, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it, there's a value to each follower. It's why companies, you know, like them so much. But people were like, I mean, with Vine, there were people who were doing essentially six-second art and made their whole careers off of that. I, I mean, I assume they're probably on all the other networks and just can move them over, but that's a big deal for them, I would assume. Well, I mean, there's, they're going to keep the... So they said that the, the videos and stuff will still be up. Uh, they're going to keep them up uh, online so that you can still go there and laugh, ha, 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 with all the videos that you've created, but the app is uh, next few months gone. I mean, it's hmm. pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, these things come and go, man. I, you know, they, the biggest... Tr- mm-hmm. I mean, remember Meerkat? No. Yes, you don't remember that, this? that was before. Now, Meerkat, if I remember correctly, we ex- we did the big uh, yes, a- Alabama did. thing with with Meerkat. The um, the event was all streamed on Meerkat, um, and it was a big deal. And that, like you know, like it was like then that was a little bit after it first popped, and then Periscope came out, which is kind of the same type of product. And, and then, then Meerkat's Live. gone. Meerkat's launched a completely different product now it's like they've given up on meerkat i think well then it's, facebook live just killed them all and then facebook live does it. i mean it, hmm. it, it, what a tough business to be in boy no kidding because these things come mm-hmm. and everyone's so fickle with it and you invest all this money and it becomes this big deal and then it's just gone if you don't well get, we've said it before look at myspace how big that was i mean that th- that was massive everybody was on myspace my kids loved myspace and as soon as facebook came along and they discovered it you know, because it started in colleges, and it was the college kids who got this thing going, and so the high school kids wanted to do it, and then it just that exploded, and then MySpace was gone. What had sold for six hundred million or whatever was now worth fifty fifty million or less. Now even less. I mean, <laughs> now it's worth about a dollar ninety five. Jeffy actually owns it. People don't realize that Jeffy owns MySpace. I wish I did. I don't know I if you do. I did. I, I oh, I've got some ideas for him. Do you? Um. <laughs> 
Yes. Oh, good. Nah, I was going to give you some. No, nah, okay, no, we, we don't. A couple of Amazon stories, though. We were, uh, you know, promoing uh, how good Amazon was. Uh, you know, there was mm-hmm. a story yesterday that talked about Amazon wanting to open twenty brick and mortar grocery stores. Uh, Amazon the, grocery over the stores. Over next couple of years, yeah, the online retailer wants to open up uh, fresh branded grocery stores. You no, know, it's interesting. Weird. I was, I was on uh, Amazon. What which a weird I'm on. way for them to go. Well, I was on. Well, they have uh, Amazon uh, Pantry. Are you familiar with Amazon Pantry? No, so I don't think so. Pantry. Is, yeah, but don't they deliver it to you? I would, I would think if they got into the food business, they would deliver things to your door in about well, they can do that minutes. Part of the pantry, right? Right. So Amazon Pantry is you go on Amazon and and you. If you go to the Amazon Pantry part of it, uh-huh. you can fill up boxes with products. So, like, you know, you're like, oh, a 12 fridge pack of Coke Zero fills up 16% of your box. And you can keep going until you get it to as close to 100% as you can. Right. right? And then they'll ship you the entire box for, I think it's five ninety nine flat fee, no matter what's in it. So you can do your grocery shopping. And you don't have whatever. to pay for the stuff in it? Well, of course you It's pay. just a five ninety nine. Because that would be a really good That'd way to go. Really That's that, how I'm going to uh, save actually, a lot that, of money on groceries. No, it is not. Uh, and <laughs> plus, so you would just try to Do they do it that day? Uh, I think it's the next day. I don't remember. Okay. It's, but it's pretty quick. Now, they have Amazon Prime now, which will deliver the things that right. day. Um, and then there's a delivery fee attached to that. However, what I was going to say is last time I went to Amazon Pantry, which I when I order sodas and stuff for work, I do it with Amazon Pantry because you can just fill mm-hmm. up the box and just a bunch of stuff co- comes and I can just store them all in my office pretty easily. Um, when I went to order down here where we can get them. Yeah, no, I don't store them near you because I know you'll steal them. That's why I don't store them near you. But I, I ordered uh, some, some I don't know, I don't remember what it was, uh, energy drinks or something the other day. And I noticed a new feature popped up on Amazon, which was Amazon Locker. Ah. Which is, do you want to just go pick it up? You can right now just go pick it up from Amazon Locker. There's, a locker, there's a, an Amazon Locker near you. I think it was called Amazon Locker. And it was, I would assume oh. what this is is they're storing... Mm-hmm. Some of this crap, some of the goods right, there, yeah, in various places, so they could deliver them faster. But if well, you yeah. have that already, why not just make it accessible to the public and call it a grocery store? Well, they have right. To have- like you're already making these places where you're storing the stuff. Yeah. Why not let people walk in and buy stuff from there? Well, they're already going to start having those places mm-hmm. where they're going to start storing stuff that they sell a lot of, right, for the drone deliveries. Mm-hmm. Right, the plan of the the drone deliveries. Right, I they've got to have. I know, right. I know, you it's know quite a ways off, but right. they. I mean. Whether it does or not, they've got to be prepared for it. So right. they've got to have some places to put the stuff, right? Which would, like you said, even if they don't get to the drones, why not come into the store and buy it anyway? Right. And then you're like, wait a minute, now mm-hmm. I'm just back to buying stuff at grocery stores. Like I've just, I've actually gone in reverse. But for some reason, they've <laughs> locked. It. They like that. The Amazon Prime thing is such a brilliant concept because you pay an annual membership fee of, in minute, I think it's seventy five dollars a year or something like that. Um, but once you do it, you get all the movies, you get all the the audio, the songs and stuff. And you get free delivery on all the stuff you order from Amazon. And it's like, well, now it just locks me in. Every time I'm going to order something, well, why would I go somewhere that's going to charge me delivery? I'll go to Amazon. I always, they have everything. Plus, just go if, to Amazon. If yep. they do the brick and mortar, uh, even if they don't have it, I mean, that gets, you say you're going in reverse, but really you go into the store and you go, wow, it doesn't look like you have a lot of stuff here. I know, but we can get it delivered to you by uh, tomorrow. And you just order it and you just become a member. Right. What if they do this? Mm-hmm. What if they just do a mortar? Store. They don't do the brick. <laughs> Wouldn't you save a lot of money that way on overhead? A little cheaper, just right? Mortar. Is that brilliant cheaper. or what? That it's a little, little cheaper. cheaper. It is okay. And you just do a mortar store, and you don't have the cost of all those damn bricks. <laughs> <laughs> and the bricks I think that's are the, the way to go. The, the bricks are the problem. Yeah. They now this is how much money Amazon has. <laughs> all right. So this is why they're not worried about the brick. Uh, uh, the, okay. Uh, 
Don't worry about it. They're going to throw it. You know, I know you're trying to save a little money. I'm trying to. I'm in their pitching. And I appreciate it for, for Jeff, on behalf of them. But no. Jeff Bezos, you should listen to me, man. This story, uh, Matthew Weiner, mm-hmm. the guy who uh, did Mad Men, uh, they just saw Inc. to deal with Amazon. He just inked to deal with Amazon mm-hmm. for an eight-episode anthology. All right. Eh, okay, now this sure is what it's going to be. This is the main star of Mad Men. This is the guy that wrote it and created it. Oh, all right. oh, okay. so yeah. he's not one of the actors. No, he is not. Okay, uh, he just—it's an eight-episode anthology. We're not quite sure what it's going to be yet. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's working on that though. For uh, seventy million dollars. So ten million an episode. Uh, and, and they were in a bidding war wow, with some of the other, with some of the other, uh, with like outlets. Netflix and Hulu, unbelievable, and whatever else, unbelievable. This original programming thing from these guys is really becoming uh, exceptional. First of yes, all, it is. they're spending a lot of money, yes, but they're also putting out really good product they are for the most out part. Great product, really yes. great product. And uh, it's something that CBS, ABC, and NBC can't seem to accomplish very often. And every once in a while, like NBC came up with this new show called Timeless, which I think we talked about yesterday, the day before. And it's really pretty good. But those shows are few and far between for the well, network now. I think what they're finding is that, uh, um, you know, they've created all, they've got all this time to fill. And they thought they had to uh, fill all this time with great stuff. And really what they need to do is focus on a couple of hours. Right. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the stuff is just fill. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's kind of where you're at now. Right. With the with the networks. I was thinking about this because NBC, they got they have Timeless and they have Blacklist. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a couple other shows, uh, you know, Law and Order. But really. OK, so there's three hours of programming right there a week. New episodes, say, if you wanted to do that. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that. <laughs> That's not. There's a whole lot more time to fill on the air than those three hours. And see, Netflix and Amazon don't have to do that. Right. You just rent movies or you watch other people's shows or whatever so for a they while. Don't, and then there's a few new things that you can also watch. So they don't need to churn out they the don't mediocre need to churn filler, out filler right. saying, which is why their mediocre filler yeah. is just old stuff that's been yeah. created already. Right. That's yeah, a fair point. You yes. know? Wow. It's a good business model. Wow. He, he actually brought that us into... That was a point. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean... It was a legitimate. Every once in a while, man. Every. (laughs) I mean, like that was that was a coherent. There's never once in a while. I mean, there's not one moment of time in my life where I like you at all. Not not one. (laughs) It's almost like life exists over there from time to time. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents to it coming up. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not serious. One, like, there's never that like, little. Oh, well, you know what? A, I like him. A nope. person of average intelligence could have said that. Fascinating. Jeffy was just telling us that uh, there was a chemical-induced period in his life that was his skinny period. There, so you got skinny from the from the drugs you were actually there using. Was a chemi- there was a period of time in my life when chemicals when you assisted me. Assisted in- you in, like, I mean, how skinny? Like, so you, you didn't get down to 300, did you? No. Oh. Are you are you drunk yourself right now? No, I mean uh, that's what I thought. You didn't get down to that not, skinny, right? Because I mean, you could never hit three hundred pounds, right? Wait, what? <laughs> that's just that's just, crazy. That's just so, stupid to even say. Yeah. But I, I mean, so, so I did. I mean, I lost. I, I then I then I you know gave up the chemically induced 
uh, goods. Which what do you say, like a diet product. pill of some sort? Yeah, yeah. plus uh, some other stuff that sometimes comes in powder form and rock form. But um, wait, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever had a, a vitamin. Was it a, like a protein you shake? You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> call it whatever you want. Okay, so you did a bunch of drugs and you got skinny yeah, for a while. Well, How long of a period was this? Three or four months. Three four months. No, it was a lot longer than that. I mean, it was because I, I, I don't know years. It was probably was like it? yeah, year probably ten years. Because I, I didn't know oh, you wow. in that period because it was uh, yeah, you, you know six to eight centuries before early I was turn, born. Early turn right. of century. So, yeah. uh, um, but I but so you were you went through this period. It was in the eighties. Yeah, something like that. Eighties. So you were something in like your eighties. He 80s. will not like ever say. He will something not like ever say. <laughs> He's such a Wait, woman. I don't, I don't understand this age. because I'm not asking your age. I'm asking. Yeah, but two years. Oh, close. So it's in the in the 1980s. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Why he, would he, he not? He won't. He won't. We all know you he were won't. alive in the 80s. Like I, I know it's like. Oh, right, and, I think he's in his 20s. An adult, by the way, <laughs> in the 80s. We you know, know no, you were an adult that. in the 80s. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you got you got skinny <laughs> yes, for. Uh, I did get skinny for a while. A and couple then, years. And then, uh, and then. But again, I, you didn't. I mean, you. How skinny were you? You weren't. Did you get down to 300 pounds? Seriously, <laughs> did you? I'm trying to move this along. Wait, wait. So, because you were an athletic guy, you played sports. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes. And uh, so I, that, but up here you were a big lineman type of guy, right? Um, so that was. You're not counting that as your skinny period. You're saying no. after that, you blew up a little bit. Then you had you had a period with the, the, the chemicals. Correct. You kind of came down. Correct. Then, then there was like sort of like a, you know, a if you look at a stock market up. chart from like 1920, you know, then. to mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. there's a real big rise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, had, you drop back down 100 plus pounds. You and you've added down. some of that we're back. Climbing, we're climbing back. We're on the up rise. But I'm actually, I'm actually. But you come back down. We're coming yeah. down. Yes, we're coming back down again. It is a roll. But I was looking for, I know it is. But I was looking for the one picture that has me really, I mean, my wife. Actually, I was so skinny, and it was. I have a white jacket on. I look like a. I mean, I look great. Really? really? Let's see it. Uh, seriously, I let's see it. But I can't. I can't find it on my phone. I mean, what? Three fifty? Did you get down to three fifty uh, at least? Or? No, this was like three twenty. Okay. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> it's an. You have an interesting history. I, you know, a Jeffy documentary. Oh, would be, be a hell of a watch. It would be fascinating. <laughs> Holy crap! Can you imagine? It really that? would. It really I would be. I could sell that to Netflix. We get that in there. It would have to be like a fourteen-parter because obviously, a the life has been longer than any life of any other mm-hmm. human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's been so many phases. Of yeah, the, that, the, actually, I was thinking about that. Um, I should write that. What about a, what about an autobiography from Jeffy? Obviously, you can't write, so you'd have to have someone else help you. But what do you think? Would you be interested in that type of thing? I think your story. Obviously, you would can't be think either. So, um, well, I'll just put it together then, and I'll say it's mine. <laughs> okay. All right. So, have you found the picture? No. We want to see it. We want to see it. Because we have the fat. Do we have the fat picture that we can access so we can show people the other side? Uh, Jeffy, well, that, that's uh, when I was acting. The only right, picture they ever show is when I was well, acting. We had the fast man. We had the animal crackers photo. Yeah, which is which is we the famous the one. animal crackers and the uh, one with, where he was doing the toast on his chest. Yeah, that's yeah. the acting one. I, where I, I was love acting the like the fattest guy. I right? love the toast on his chest picture because nope. that that's awesome. That <laughs> was also, good acting. We also <laughs> have this you. one that you're looking at now, which is another another one. Thank you. What what is that one? But that looked like mm-hmm. the right that. That looks like. Look what's this picture yeah, now? You, yeah. Today. Today. This is yeah. 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 Eesh. Oof. Eek. 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see if we can dig up some of those uh, photos from Jeffy's history. I think a, a document. Maybe there's a documentary series we could produce uh, featuring Jeffy and, and uh, the story of his life. We uh, we promised you a look into the man behind the music, the legend, the myth that was Monster Mash. Because we can all not get enough of that song, I'm thinking. It is such Isn't a weird, uh, such a weird phenomenon every year. And it's every such a strange, song. stinking year. There's a great documentary on that, by the way. Um, a uh, monster mash. Uh, well, on, uh, on other novelties uh, songs about Halloween um, mm. from Mr. Show. Uh, they. It's always worth going back and watching. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> good, which is you know it's one of, it's the greatest uh, sketch comedy show of all time in my opinion. Uh, but you go back and that's maybe my favorite sketch called uh, Sightings. I think is the name of it. It's like a sort of a play on those shows that would expose uh, unexplained phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And their unexplained phenomenon is monster parties. Are they real or are they? Because there's always like there's always a monster. There's monster mash. There's all sorts of like for some reason. Mm-hmm. And a good point is made by one of the uh, experts in the documentary, which is if. It's ridiculous to say that monsters would come together at a party, as we all know, because if they did come together, it would be a terrible battle. They would not be sharing soft drinks uh, and having all sorts of uh, dance parties. It's just not what they would do. There would be a horrific battle, blood and violence everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the stuff you can learn from that particular documentary. Wow, sounds very informative. (laughs) Very informative. Well, these days we think of Bobby Boris Pickett as a one-hit wonder, but he would have, I mean, if he were alive today, which he is not, but he would definitely correct you on that because he always said, quote, since I had two hits and a hit album, I exclude, my, exclude myself from that club. Uh, uh, the Brains Behind Monster Mash, which he wrote when he was 24 years old, um, he spent much of his music career at odds with the Halloween tune, and its popularity, even after recording a handful of chart-topping follow-up singles, raking in 22 acting credits and a feature film writing credit, uh, he still be memorialized as the Guy Lombardo, Guy Lombardo of Halloween. The eternal novelty tune took no time at all to create. The song wrote itself in a half an hour, took less than half an hour to record, he said. Uh, the accompanying album, simply titled The Original Monster Mash, contained 15 songs on it, and was released uh, through, I don't know, some uh, short-lived record company. Though valiant in his efforts, uh, the producer was turned down by every major label. Uh, Pickett told Jan Allen Henderson that after this discouraging turn of events, the producer then drove around handing out copies of Monster Mash to radio DJs. This is the kind of stuff... It used to happen all yeah, the time in radio. It's really the way music worked. And, and yeah. it, uh, first of all, it's obviously has been dead for a long time. I mean, oh, bringing records to radio time. stations is long dead. However, Probably it's since common. the 70s, but in the 60s it happened. Yeah, and because jocks would play their own songs and they would break. Yeah. I mean, but the funny thing now is it really is back in a completely different form uh, with YouTube. I mean, you, you release true. a song on YouTube, it gets a lot of plays, it get, you know, it blows up. Record companies notice that way, and, you know, these things actually happen. I mean, how many of these uh, people out there now, like, you know, 
uh, I'm trying to think of who exactly, and I'm just I I'll name the wrong one. But like it strikes me as like maybe Megan Trainer was one of these people who was just like on YouTube singing. I don't know for Lindsay sure. Lindsay Sterling as well, huge now. Yeah, all about the right face. Yes, right. Okay. Bieber was Bieber. Yeah, that Justin too? Bieber yeah. was discovered on YouTube. I mean, there's been so many of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, so many of them over the years. I just, you know, I know I'm going to have named the wrong one, so I won't bother. But the bottom line is, there's been so many, and it really is the same. It's the same thing. It is kind of. You know, I mean, it's just it's a little bit different technology. Yeah, and and probably a better way because I mean, back in the day. Uh, you know, the, the Weird Al Yankovic was like this, too. I mean, you know, we're talking about novelty songs. But Weird Al was the same way. He made songs. He sent them into Dr. Demento's radio show, who yeah. eventually played them, and he eventually got a record contract. And, he, you know, the guys, you know, now, I mean, he had a number one, you know, record in America last year. Um, so, I mean, his career has obviously lasted forever. Uh, but it was an interesting, uh, you know, he, that's what you used to do. And it was more based on, there was obviously payola, where people were paying to get those things done. And there was also personal relationships that got those things done. Now it's a lot more market-based. I mean, YouTube is a great market. You know, you, you go out there and people like your song mm-hmm. and you get a, you know, a million views on it. People start noticing. I mean, the Vine thing is another way uh, artists have, have broken recently. And that a lot of them, there was a thing that went around Vine for a while, which were like six-second covers. And so right. it would just be like an acoustic, you know, girl's just singing there, fulfilling herself. She sings six seconds of a song really well. And it becomes this big thing, and they blow up. And a couple of artists came out of that and wound up getting record deals. Yeah, they did. Um, wow. and again, I can't name any of them, but I know the stories because my wife works in that industry, and she tells me them. And I, I'm interested in the stories, but I never want to hear the songs. So I don't actually remember their names. But they're interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I like that. And I think you get more market-based. I mean, it's just, why not? I like it, too. And it's, it, was, it was kind of a quaint thing in the 50s when... Uh, you know, and, and didn't uh, Colonel Parker do this for Elvis? He took his single around to some of the radio stations yeah. in Memphis, and somebody finally played it, and it, people liked it. Well, the same thing happened with uh, uh, Bobby Boris Pickett in Fresno, California, and uh, Ventura. Uh, his manager just took the song Monster Mash around to some of the stations. The DJ would play it, which cannot happen now. I mean, you, for, first of all, uh, you'd be fired for that. Uh, secondly, everything has to be researched before you play it on the air. Um, and so it's a completely different world now. And it has been for a long, long time. But in the 60s, in the 50s and 60s, this was a really cool thing. But like you said, rather than taking your, your record to a radio station and hoping somebody plays it, just put it on YouTube. I mean, that's, it's, and it's easy. It's a lot easier than actually cutting the record. So. But the, anyway, that's the story of uh, Monster Mash. All right. Um, Cut on in a flash. California has a, a new university that's opening, uh, I guess, this month. And it's called 42. The name is taken from um, an answer to the meaning of life from the science fiction series The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. U.S. College is a branch of an institution in France with the same name. Uh, they will train about 1,000 students a year in coding and software development. And how will they do it? Without know. any professors. They will instead have the students helping each other with project with the projects and then marking up each other's work. Now that is, I, if I know my my uh, the way I went through school, that would I that would not be a good format. No, the, whatever the whatever the teacher said. Hey, uh, just correct your answers. I'll read the answers. We had a teacher who did this, who was just very lazy, like did not want to actually teach the grade class. their own. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Here's your test. All right, now, everyone, I'm going to write the answers on the board. You correct your old papers, and you tell me. And we were just like half the time, just like, eh, just write C on everything, because C, you could change to a B, a D, or an A really easily. So you just answer everyone C, and then you can just change it as you're correcting it. That is cheating. Stu. No, it's not. That's cheating. No, it's not. She never well, said specifically that I couldn't do that. <laughs> By the way, I would, of course, never do that, but other people would. I uh, studied the work. Oh, from beginning right. yeah, and that's how oh, sure. I became so intelligent that I was uh -huh. able to land a job with Jeffy. Yeah, that's not a good case. Uh, more patents too coming up in a sec. Triple eight seven two seven. You just realize sometimes that your life is going nowhere. Yeah. What are you doing? Work your whole life. You're working with Jeffy. Yeah, it's like how. It's not good. You don't want to think about it. Yeah, I don't start thinking about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't. Je the famous Jeffy animal crackers photo, uh, as it's known uh, yep. in certain circles. Okay, a couple of things I want to point out about this particular photo. Okay, Number okay. one, obviously Jeffy's eating a lot of animal crackers. Mm -hmm. um, that a is not um, why people would think, like, hey, they wanted to get a picture of Jeffy stuffing his face. First of all, uh, you see that there's about three or four inches at the top of that animal cracker case that is open indicating that it, this picture was taken about eight seconds after the seal <laughs> after was broken opening. at the top. <laughs> that's probably uh, about right. That's, but people were like, oh, well, they wanted to get Jeffy in a bad moment where he's stuffing his face with snacks. Actually not true. The picture was taken specifically because if you zoom out, you can notice Jeffy's screen um, of his laptop does not have porn on it here. Which is like, yeah, I, wow. Do you remember that moment? Do you remember Re that? Remember that? Yeah. The time when you didn't was... have porn on your computer screen? Or it was either just opening up or I'm not sure. <laughs> and by the way, I will say this. The real thing to notice in here, to me, is the flop sweat towel, which is Jeffy used to have with him all the time. And it shows how much weight you've really lost. I mean, we you know, bust on you all the time. But, like, I mean, you used to sweat like a maniac well, all the time. Does. And you still do in certain moments. But not like the days yeah. back in this day. Because this towel, or a towel similar to it, would be there in your general orbit all the time. Well, I, yeah, it's always good to have a, a sweat towel in your orbit at all times. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> An orbit. Uh, not, not a terrible word to use here. Yeah. Why Since you did have your own gravitational gravity. pull. So, oh, yes, I yeah. see. It was a... <laughs> You're trying to say that. It was, yeah, say that you're so big, you've got your own atmosphere and your own gravitational pull. But as the sign says so, behind you, we all know it's true. You are athletically overweight. overweight. Thank so, you. Yeah. All right. Woo.